listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, coming up on Footy Talk, we are going to talk about that controversial loss to Manly, your team, Woodsy. Yeah, that's right, Maroon. My good mate, little Mitchie Moses, had a few choice words about the bunker. We could talk in coaches blowing up, and uh, I've got a funny story about Shane Flanagan that you'll oh. like. Coming up on Footy Talk. G'day, everybody. Welcome to Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Great to have the boys, the uh, the three, back together. Uh, Woodsy, first to you, mate. A controversial loss over the weekend. Yeah, tough loss, mate. Um, disappointing. Season was on the line. Uh, we went over there with real good attitude and we gave ourselves an opportunity to put ourselves to get the win, but... Warriors just pipped us at the end and shows you why they're in, in third spot at the moment, Maroon. Yeah, you, I thought you guys, you know, you played with so much guts the other night. And for you personally, Woodsy, you found a club that you love playing for, a yep. coach that you love uh, working with. Yeah. So it's been a great year for you in that sort of sense. Yeah, it sort of started slow. Obviously, uh, Dragons didn't know where and what was happening there. But to get the opportunity to go to Manly, as a club I supported as a kid, uh, it was a bit of a dream come true and never met Steve's before. Um, and to work underneath him, really enjoyed it. Uh, and then as a waiter, I would tell you probably later on, but to work with uh, Shane Flanagan and, you know, Jim Dimmick again has been such an awesome experience. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And Thanks, mate. For you, Wado, uh, your Sharky's now three in a row. Yeah, it was a big win for us. Um, tough game to travel up to North Queensland. They're always hard up there, so important for us. They'll, they certainly fought hard, particularly in that first half. You know, we know how tight you know that ladder is before the game and how mm. crucial that result was for, for both teams. So they were certainly fighting hard, but... Yeah, we come away with the result. And Woodsy, mate, I thought you was a bit unlucky, to be honest. I um, <laughs> I tipped you before the game. I Maroon, heard someone else didn't. Maroon had a bit of a laugh at me. He thought I was, yeah. um, wasn't was in a great uh, headspace, but I tipped you. Waiter knows his footy, I was a bit unlucky. Yeah, well, I but you, you did lose, mate. Let's yeah. remember that. Controversially. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were a bit unlucky with that decision. Like, oh, I understand it because it led to the law, um, you know, the bouncing ball, but I thought in today's day and age, Can that I, if could, anything's classed as duty of care or... Dangerous position or... <laughs> Mate, can I just say something? So when a kicker kicks the ball, if you honestly just touch them and they fall down like my great mate Mitchell Moses does and he gets a penalty nine mm. times out of ten, mm. how does that not get a penalty? He's taking his legs from underneath him. Yeah. yeah well, Unbelievable. Think, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised off the back of like a decision like that and... Just obviously Ruben's injured. He hurt his ribs. Yeah, he's actually – he went for scans, mate. That's, the player's injured that they might hear a bit of a um, – a bit of a different message coming down uh, in in the future. A little but, bit too late for us now. Yeah. Well, but, um, you know, you get the bounce of the ball, I, I guess, as players you – Yeah. Sometimes you win yeah. some, sometimes yeah. you don't, you know, and that's what happens. Like, it wasn't the only decision. Um, there were 79 other minutes and a certain amount of seconds in the game and we just weren't good enough or they, they sort of took their opportunity. I think from that moment of the game when, you know, we thought Ruben got the, the penalty, they scored the next set and got a field goal. So we just weren't good enough to stop them. And just a, a few other things around your club now that, that Wado has steered it back in your direction, Ruben Garrick, there's a couple of real unsung heroes, yep. some real underrated players in your squad. I think the hooker and obviously yeah, Ruben Croker. Garrick. Yeah, you know? just just good clubman. I don't know how Croker does it. He's been battling with a shoulder injury yeah. every time. You know, he's got these – it's a weird thing. I was talking to him. He gets stingers a lot. So there's some nerve damage and he just needs rest. But mm. – we haven't really got a backup hooker at the moment. So he's just been, you know, battling his way. And he's, he's a makeshift hooker too. Like he's the whole time coming through the 20s in reserve grade, he was a 5'8". Yeah. I, so well, he, he's actually the nephew of 
the Toots, Jason Croker. Yeah. Great fellow, works hard, trains every session. Ruben Garrick, the boys G him up, like call him test match at trainer, but he trains like he plays, like everything's off the back fence. Everything's all effort areas and – you know, those blokes have had to really step up in the absence of Tommy Turbo because they need to, you know. Well, there's a couple of unsung guys that we just spoken about, but, mate, DC, mm, how free. good is he playing? No, yeah. yeah. he's, he's playing as good as he's ever mm. played. He's, what is he, he's 33? 34. 34. It's his temperament, way Like, he's, even at training, like, you know when you have a bad session and you think your head's going to fall off and blah, 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 and he'll just get the boys together and, you know, at times he'll, he'll notice, look, look that was probably wasn't the best session we had, but the intent was good. Yeah. It was like lack of execution. And they're little things like you walk away and go, oh, all right, we weren't that bad. It's just we dropped a couple of balls at the end of uh, a shift or something like that. And you sort of think, oh, well, we're not going as bad as we think. But then if you're sort of down in your effort areas, that's when he comes in and gives you a spray. He gets a real good feel of when the boys need a bit of a push. Well, it's and, experience. Yeah, he's, he's just – there's times on a weekend where, you know, he probably won't even say anything. He just finds like if we get a quick play ball – He's just kicking on the back of yeah. it. Like he'll just see the, the the wingers out of position and then the boys just know to get on the back of it. Yeah. The other one while we're on the subject, the elephant in the room, if you'll pardon the expression, Josh Schuster. Yeah. I believe he has been demoted this week and this has been a constant source of discussion has been Josh Schuster, the amount of money he's being paid for the performances that he puts in. We all know what he is capable of. Yeah. You got anything to add to that? Oh, look, I'm not sure if he's been dropped yet. The teams obviously haven't come out yet. But um, I think it might be a little bit of a relief for Joshy. You know, he's, since he's signed that contract, there's been so much speculation and everything about him. You know, he's been playing a lot of the year with a busted quad. You know, everyone's talking about his weight issues. Is he, you know, is he a touch footballer? What's like, how does he get himself in and out of games? I think maybe if he does go back to reserve grade, he can just reset himself and just go back and enjoy it. Just work hard. Like, he's just got to work on the little things. It's not about those big flick passes or the chip and chases or, you know, those Benji Marshall-type plays that Benji used to come up with. It's about building your game. And as a half, you don't need to do all those cool things that come off that kids love. It's just about – and that's we just spoke about Cherry. It's about building yourself into the game, whether it's just getting the boys to the certain spots in the field, you know, wearing teams down, just kicking long, backing your defence. Like the other week – you know, he got an intercept against Penrith on early in the game and he tried mm. to put a kick, you know, and it would have been zero tackle for us. So it's just about learning what times he can do it, you know, and, and how to better for not just himself but for the team to put us in a better situation. I would just say, like, there's always going to be conversations about salaries because of the amount of money that certain clubs pay players and, you know, Manly have paid a lot for Josh Schuster because of that potential and because of what uh, we know you just said, the player that he could be. The, the one thing that annoys me is when a player is out of form, for sure, he's got to go and work on his game and, you know, make sure he's responsible for going out there and, and putting his best foot forward in his performance so he can play for the team, right, mm. and ultimately help the team try and get the two points on the weekend. But when everyone comes off the back fence, you know, at the player for their salary, it's not his decision to offer him that sort of money, man. There's, there's older, more experienced people who's in the club who put the dollars and the figures down into the contracts. The player, there's always player... Um, pressure on the player to go out there and perform, for sure, 100%, because that's what we do. That's what we get paid for, go out there, play to help the team win. But you never hear any heat for the decision makers no. who offer the contracts, who, who give the money to pay to players. Oh, there's no deal there unless they put it down in the in the first place. So I think 100% Josh has got to go and focus on his game and mm. work on the hardest parts. If you get the hardest parts right consistently, yep. the moments will come. 100%. If you go out there searching for the moments, it's you, build it. you'll come up with the errors and the, because you, you're coming up against good players and good teams every week in this competition. But I just want to like, hope for the young man that when 
They don't keep coming out. The salary's done. The salary's yeah. paid. He's being paid where he is now. Put it into the back corner. He's on that for four years. That's Yeah, put beautiful. it in the back, yeah. in mm. the back corner. Just get your footy right, man, and then I hate when people come for people for their salary because yeah. it's not – well, my good mate, Luke, Luke Brooks has copped it for the last five yeah. years. Like, mm. And then now that he finally gets an opportunity, he goes to another club, now they're all wanting back. Yeah. You, you can't win if you're a player. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think you're right. Too much emphasis from people in the media, probably myself included, is put on how much people are paid. And at the end of the day, it's it's probably nobody's business. But then again, I guess it is if we're paid members of the football club. Yeah. I, I, get, I, just, I, I just don't like how all the heat comes directly at the player. Like he, he's got to – you need to get your performance right for your team and for your club so you can get to ultimately to win and try and get a premiership. That's 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 the whole point we're doing this stuff. Mm. But, you know, the, the decision makers are there as well. And they, when they have decisions like this and salary decisions, I think some heat needs to be put on them as well. Now, for your club, Wado, we go back a, probably a month – and Penrith put a big score on you guys. But I think it was 28-0. But just before that is when Fitzy <laughs> decides to move, change the room around a little bit, I think. Talakai and Moylan got shifted out and in came uh, uh, Trindle. Trindle, obviously, and Connor Tracy. So since then, since that Penrith game, you guys haven't lost. Yeah, we've during that slide during the year, you know, we weren't defending well and we are searching for some consistency and searching for some form. But it's important when you go through those times um, I remember, you know, sitting on the podcast with you back then and saying, no, no, we'll be all right. We just need to keep working hard, trust in what we're doing, trust in our team and and where we're going because as long as you do that and, you know, it's a little bit to what we are just talking about before, you stay consistent with your training and you, you believe in what you are about, eventually you'll turn the corner because, you know, we back our team, we back our style of play. The big one for us is I know we moved some um, personnel and – and Connor and Braden have been doing a hell of a job for us since they come in, but we've certainly sharpened up our defence. Like whenever we've got in trouble this this season, and then even last year, it was when we didn't defend well. We we didn't defend particularly our goal line. That's our biggest thing for us. If we can defend well, defend our goal line, you know, we'll find points within the game. You know, we've got Nico in the oh, halves, yeah. young Connor who's going well. You know, our, our back five. You know, Best in the comp. I'll I'll let him go against any back five. Um, hundred percent face. So. Blow for blow, if we can defend well, defending games, you know we're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be always in there with a chance to get the win at the end. It was just anyway. Remember, I remember when you got beat twenty eight nil. You come in here, and you're like, "Look, I know we got beat twenty eight nil, but there's a lot of positives to take out of that." I remember you said, mm-hmm. "Like, yeah, we got beat, we got beat convincingly, but you were pretty happy after that game. Yeah. All of the things in the game that that you noticed." I just yeah, I felt like because we defend our goal on yep. a heap that night. Penrith had I think like fifty two play the balls in, in our in our red zone, which is unheard of in a game. Like you might get three or four sets an actual <laughs> game in that red zone, and yeah. they had fifty two plays, so that was unheard of. And three of their tries came off kick deflections, which is you know you can always be better in those effort areas to try mm. and nullify that. But sometimes you're just not there on the night; it doesn't go yeah. your way on the night. And I just felt. Kind of a weird one for me because I, I felt a lot of positives out of it, like I said, but we got flexed at the end of the day. Yeah. So can never really look to a, a big result like that against you and go, oh, we're going to drag everything out of it. But it was, it was certainly in my mind a, a small step in the right direction of where we'll, um, you know, what we're trying to adjust from the previous like weeks where we hadn't quite delivered on yep. off the back of some losses. Yeah, so then we just, you know, each week we've got a little bit Better and yeah. and particularly our defence. Where we held South to twelve over in Perth. Yep. We know how how yeah, um, dangerous man. they are. Titans, I always thought in my head was a bit of a danger game because Tricky. no one's rating them, but they're actually playing well. Like they threw down with the Warriors with twelve men for mm. seventy five minutes, almost. And Tino was back that yeah, game still too. Still could have played in, and then Tino. So 
that was a big game. We, we get through that. And then another one, Cowboys up, you know, oh, fighting for their monster. season. That, that, you know, up there, full, full, oh, just missing Val, but full strength. That so. first 15, 20 minutes, great game of footy. And it's like, he's like he's in an arm wrestle. And then I know they scored first, but then after that, it was just complete Cronulla Sharks. Like just that 10 minute period for half time. Yeah, yeah. big Royce. Oh, Royce just steams over from 10 meters out. Like that just, oh, that, that gave you that much momentum. Well, we got a big test this week. Yeah. Well, we're heading up to Newcastle, oh, yeah. Newcastle. Um, I think they had close to 30,000. Unbelievable. Weekend, so. Unbelievable. And, like, I will say this, it's going to be hard for sure. It's always hard in Newcastle, particularly when they have a full stadium. But Newcastle's pretty fun to play out when it's rocking, yep. even when it's against you because um, they're smart fans. They love their footy. They know their footy. They know when the boo. They know when the cheer. It's <laughs> like it's the game within the game. You can, as an older person, experience, you can feel it. It's, yeah. It is a cool place to play. Now, you know that it's old boys. It always is for oh, some yeah. reason. You, but it, every time I was at Canola, it was yeah, always old always boys. You know, um, but like Woodsy, tried only two or three weeks ago to palm a Roosters old boys event off as the excuse why Manly lost. So <laughs> okay. No, no it just says extra added motivation. No, you yeah. tried to make out, well, we couldn't beat Roosters because it was old boys day. Uh, for some now, reason we played Newcastle up there. It's always like The last old boys. three, four years is always old boys day. Yeah. So I don't know how many more they could get in that stadium from mm. the weekend. They'd probably squeeze a few more in. What are they going for? Oh, five mate, or six, six in a row? Seven in a row. I'm sure there's – Or is it eight in a row? Eight in a row. Eight in a row. I'm sure the old boys will be coming out of everywhere, yeah, especially yeah, with the way the nights are going. No, they're going good, mate. Like they actually – Probably the form team of the competition. They're exciting to watch, aren't yeah. they? Like this Ponga, since oh. he's gone back to the back, mm. freakish. Yeah. Yeah. New Storigen, you know, he's got in some rhythm now at Newcastle. They're they're looking like a prospect you know day. So they're, we'll they're, get a, they're we'll three get a fir- points clear into seventh now. Oh, we'll get, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? Like, there's some great fullbacks in the competition. I reckon he's the best fullback on form at oh, the moment. 100%, currently, yeah. yeah. Mm. If just, we get the chance, we'll talk more about fullbacks. But yep. um, now obviously Sebes, your coach, who's done a tremendous job with Manly. Obviously, he's peed off about that situation yeah. with Ruben Garrick. I'm going to go into that. We're going to talk about coaches blowing up. Yeah, yep. First of all, what was what what did Sebes say to you guys? Oh, he didn't really blow up to us. Like, he was just – it was like – it was funny. I've been in a lot of sheds over the years and it was just a real quiet shed. It was just like – it was a big deflate deflation in there. It was just like, damn, like, that's our season, you know, and we had an opportunity to take it. And it just that one probably decision was just like the tipping, you know, the iceberg. So – um, look, he wasn't too bad with the boys. Like, he was very happy with the effort. You know, they're coming third. They've been outstanding all year. And, you know, it took them to, I think it was the last two or three minutes to just break away from us. And it was similar to the week before against Penrith. Like, we had our opportunities, but you just haven't been able to ice it. So I think it was just a little bit of frustration. But, yeah, he didn't really blow up to us. He's just more frustrated with the decision that was made at the back end of that game. Such a hollow feeling, like, at the mm. end when you know, like, this season's pretty much over. Yeah. Like, uh, and it was something like that. Well, no, not not just that because there's a lot of opportunities throughout the year. That's right? it. That seems to be our season yeah, waiter this we're, year. We're like we've got like short memory rugby league players or athletes in general. You need to be sort of yes disappointed with the loss, um, learn your lessons, but then move on pretty quickly because you need to get ready for the next week, and yeah. you need to be able to take the lessons and try and wash it and get ready for the next week because you're still trying to achieve and chase some more. But at last moment when you're in the sheds. And it's over, your season's over. It's just a – unless you've won the comp, it's just a whole lot <laughs> yeah. feeling. Like, because yeah. you start in November, some guys start earlier, yeah, young mate, guys so start earlier. That's what we spoke about. Yeah, so you start in November, it's 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 a big process. A lot of work goes in, a lot of, honestly, like blood, sweat and tears every season. The, the like, preseason's the hardest part. Yeah. Like, you do army camps, you do other camps, you just get flogged and, you know, all that hard work you've done – 
And the worst thing for us, it's there's still two games to go. Easy so. game. No, there's no such thing no, as easy no, games. No, no. But, but like you still have standards that you want to set. Mm. Like you don't want to go out there and just go, oh, we're going to throw the ball around. No, we still got game plans out that we want yeah. to do just because we're versing sides that aren't in the eight. You know, it's just a little bit deflating. I, I guess though, like obviously from a bloke that's never done it, uh, you've got the Tigers and Dragons to go. And uh, we've got Bulldogs, Ti Titans. Bull, 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 Bulldogs, Titans Ti you've got. Bulldogs, Tigers. Bulldogs, Bulldogs, Bulldogs Tigers. Tigers. So you must say, well, look, if we'd have beaten, you know, we lost by two points against XYZ and we, oh, you, you know, know. Every, every team can do it. But remember, yeah. we can say, oh, we got beat by Titans by two. We got beat by Cowboys by three. Like... We're not the only side. Like, no. Sharks well, have had games where they've just been beaten. Well, that's like, like I remember I said a few weeks ago when we were in our slide, we looked at who who we had coming up into the finals. I said, well, if we win on the way home, we deserve to be yeah. there. Yeah. But mm. if we don't win on the way home, well, we, we don't deserve to be there mm. anyway. You get what you deserve ultimately at the exactly. end. You know, I know I've been in plenty of sheds when the season's over and it's just you hear that saying a lot, like blood, sweat and tears, but there's a lot of blood and sweat and tears yeah. that go into the years um, from from – all the team. Um, and it's funny, it's not like it's just 17 players. It's the whole 30-man yeah, squad yeah. and the extra guys. And like you said, the whole whether club, it's, whether it's club, assistant yeah. coaches, the the, uh, the performance coaches, the doctors, everyone rides the highs and lows with you. Yeah. Getting back to coaches, I can remember being in a game in 1982. That's before yep. you guys were born. 1982 at the old sports ground, which is somewhere underneath Allianz Stadium. <laughs> and Manly were playing the Roosters, Easts then, Manly had to win. Easter beating them 17-2 at half time, And I was able to sneak into the Manly dressing room. Oh, yeah. It was a lot easier in those days. <laughs> and the Manly coach, Ray Ritchie, was addressing them. He was just cussing them and cursing them. He was just absolutely filthy on them, <laughs> calling them all sorts of derogatory things. God love him. Nothing was going to help in the second half. And I'm wondering about coach blow-ups that you guys have been through, anything like that. Oh, not like I, I suppose it's changed a lot since yep. then where mm. there's no point now coming in just cussing away and swearing away. Like you can obviously there'll be some swear words in there because it's highly emotional. Um, but it'd be a lot there'd be a lot more constructed these days. Yeah. Fitzy, he's a, he hasn't had like fortunately for him, he hasn't had to dig too deep. Like, no, he's been going good. <laughs> the slide we went through a month ago. I think when we got beat, Dolphins, and then the, the Melbourne one was a big one. Like yeah. he, was, he was angry, but he's still still pretty direct and he gives you, like, instructions. Yep. But the best one, I had a few from Shane Flanagan who <laughs> he's, like, a bit of, a, bit of an angrier guy and a bit more simpler with the way he addresses the team. But this one time he he, <laughs> he was um, couldn't control himself with his uh, how he was feeling. He felt like he had to lash out. So he's attacked the poor Esky. He's kicked the Esky. Right. But the Esky was full. So he didn't move and he did it. I seen him and he didn't say anything, but I could tell it hurt him. <laughs> so, say that for Monday. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't say anything, but I could tell I almost like mm. almost broke in a little grin, but I didn't want to like make eye contact with him. Mm. Sure enough, we come in on Monday, he's broken his toe. <laughs> oh, stop it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gold. All right. What about you, Woodsy? No, another one of Flano. I think mm. we got beat in 2018. Um, by Manly, it was 33-32, a golden point game. And it was a similar thing. He was just absolutely giving us a gobful in the sheds. And he's gone to kick the esky and he's kicked the top of it. So he must have learned from previous, you know, from <laughs> kicking the bottom bit. And the top bit's come off and he's got a couple of mates he used to always bring in the sheds and he's hit his mate Craig Aries in the head. <laughs> uh, actually, remember um, the Michael Maguire one where he kicked the chair back yeah. and it almost hit one of the players? Oh, yeah, remember that? Yeah. Or oh, Desi Hasler? The, yeah, door. the door. The door, the door. yeah. 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 No, no, actually, Mick Potter. So I can't remember it was, whether it was 14 or 15, reversing souths at ANZ. Oh, at Homebush oh, Stadium, uh -huh. sorry, yeah. at Acor now. 
Um, we're getting beat 36-4 at halftime. Oh, I called that game, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you did. I did. Um, it was a stinker of a game. Mm. Everything South did was just went to goal. So 36-4 at halftime. Imagine, geez, walking in the sheds and go, this could be anything. He walks in, like we're all sitting, you, you have like your little half like U shape. He's walking around like just hasn't said nothing yet. Keeps walking, picks up a bin, and then he goes, he's a plane like this and threw it in the middle. And he goes, fix that, and then walked out of the room. That's all he said. Yeah. Wow. All right, okay. So like, mm-hmm. The What's second that? half you were a lot more competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We come out, we come out. Yeah. I think we won the second half, 18-6. Mm. I think like to wrap it on coaches, blow-ups, like what are the content of over the years of Craig Bellamy and the coaches' balls? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just – Spit coming everywhere. He's got that vein in his forehead. He feels like a wiper. Sometimes his team, it might be like 16 nil, and you see, like, they let him try something, and he's like, (laughs) Adam is like, okay, they're they're winning the game still, but they just had a moment, but he's Adam. It's like, it's been brilliant. I reckon we could have a whole show on Coach Blows. I've been coached by quite a few. Maybe we should have a special one. Oh, I've had three in first grade. I've been had three. I know that we're going to do up in him. We're going to do a special series of podcasts through November, December, and that could be our first one, Coach Blow-Ups. Yes. I'm just putting the final touches to that now. Let's take a break on Footy Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk with Wado Woodsy and Maroon, a good friend of Footy Talk. He's a member of the Triple M team when he gets a chance, Mitch Moses, who we love very much. In relation to the bunker, Mitch Moses had this to say. Uh, I'm not I'm not for it. I don't think – I mean, for, for scoring tries and things like that, yeah, obviously we have the video ref and that needs to be there. But I think just in play, I think two refs on the field, no bunker. We're stopping things when going back two sets later to give a penalty and just slowing down the game and taking the sting out of the excitement out of the game. And especially with the captain's challenge, it just takes too long, so – um, it just slows down the game. There's no flow and pending. people want to see flow in the game and they want to see a bit more fatigue. I think it's taken a bit of the fatigue out of the game. I think for tries, have it. You know, the decisions there, have it. But I think just in play, just let the game flow. If the ref misses it, the ref misses it. A couple of standout points, a couple of points that we highlight out of what Mitch Moses said there. He prefers the two ref system. And he says, uh, you know, we're going back too far to check things with the bunker. And he says the captain's challenge, as I think a lot of us feel, is making the back end of the game a little bit clunky. Which you hate. Which I do hate. As I said, it's like you're watching an old, it's like the old days you're watching a movie and 47 ads come on in the last well, you, you know they're just going to yeah. do a captain's challenge back, especially if you're defending your trial line. <coughs> you haven't obviously watched the last two minutes of a basketball game either because it yeah. goes for about 20 minutes yeah, well, all the time. Yeah. always the worst. Yeah. Liz, I, I understand where he's coming from for sure, but you know, with, with every change, like, I, I prefer the one referee. <clears throat> um, now I think the time for the two referees is probably over. When it first came in, without the six again rule, the one ref, I thought they were going to get away with too much in the ruck because when there was two referees, that one at the ruck was so important because he was he was into you as soon as you were at the tackle. Yep. But now with the ability for the refs to blow six agains, uh, you can't be mucking around with the ruck too much. Otherwise, you're just going to put yourself under too much pressure. So, and with the, the bunker, I just... See, if we don't have the bunker stepping in for acts of foul play, right, we go back to the old situation where... Oh, we didn't pick that up when it run, mm. but we'd let play on. He's going to get suspended by the match review committee after the game. It's going to give an advantage to the next team, not our team. That's the old argument yeah. for that. Mm. You know, the clear calls that are that are wrong, we're going to go, well, if the bunker could have been involved in that, it would have clearly been – it would have been changed, that decision, or it would have been a different thing. So it's always, a, it's always going to be an argument about how to make the game better and improved, but – 
you know, if you've just changed things for changes, say we're going back to the old system pretty much. If we go no yeah. bunker in play and two refs, we're going back to the old system, but there was issues with the old system too, right? Yeah. Like that's why we brought the bunker in because people weren't happy with the missed decisions. They weren't happy with the acts of foul play being missed and then that team not getting an advantage in that week and, and being left to the match review committee. So I feel like I've had this conversation with a lot of times about it, especially with the RPA stuff and the transfer windows and yep. things like if you're going to change to something new, you need to have a really good understanding of how it's going to be executed and what and the reasons why you're doing it. So it's not just change for change's sake. That's the only thing. I, I'm I'm happy with the product how it is at the moment. Mm. Um, I get it. I think there's always when there's changes like the hip drop stuff. Remember how many hip drops there were at that one? That's, that's what I don't like. Wait, the head, the head high contact. All those. They need to come out and say what they're going to be officiating. Yeah. So we well, know what we're looking at. I think when it changes and is that such a it's almost yeah. like a crackdown and we see a million of them in Maybe a couple. Play of the balls yeah. at the start of one year. Yeah, but then it always sort of. Levels back out, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, do it for three or four weeks. Recalibrating the levels back yeah. out. So, um, and you know what? I think even more now, we'll head into this finals. The, the, the refs will put the whistles away a little bit. They'll 100%. let the game flow. It'll be more like an origin feel because they, it's a better flow. It's a better, it's a better to watch. It's that's better, why, that's why the yeah. finals will be oh, – I see. That's why origin's so yeah. good, right? Because oh, there's not as much – they let the players sort it they, out. They blew the pee out of the whistle yeah. game three. On Saturday, I was pretty angry with the call we got in the game. I was like, yeah, we've got to get rid of the bunker, blah, blah. But when you think about it, you need the person in there if there's foul play. You know, and I think the process, it just takes too long sometimes. Like yeah. They can do two sets and then go, oh, we're going to go back, put this bloke on report. When you've already defended a couple sets, when you should have just got your penalty straight away, you can tell whether someone's been hit late or there's been a yeah. crusher or something. You know straight away. I just think the process of, of how they do it, sometimes it just takes too long. Yeah, yeah. They, It's like they're looking for something that's not there, you know, and there's one on the weekend where – we threw a cutout pass and we missed it, rolled along the ground. We did set watched it for five minutes. Yeah. And we were sort of stuck at halfway or we were like, oh, this might not be a try. So we went up forward uh, and then they go, oh, it yeah. was a try. It's like mm-hmm. it just takes the sting out of the game. It's weird, right, because even with the try sort of scoring situations and that, even with, like, it was only last week where we were saying like Latrell and Cody, like South are offside on the kick. <laughs> yeah. The bunker's there. So then we're saying they didn't look back far enough. That's it. So in in, in – for the sake of speed, maybe they made a mistake. So, and we're sitting here giving them a bit of stick about the mistake, but maybe that guy in the bunker was like, oh, quick, I'll just try and get this done quick. But if, yeah, if we're fitting, that was a dead set, you could see it with Maroon's glasses. Well, 100%, <laughs> like, I agree, but that's like, I'm just trying to yeah. say, like, that that was a try-scoring situation, yeah. so Mitch's idea was we keep it for that anyway. Mm. But if there's stuff in the game that we miss and we let it go, you know the the, the critic's going to be coming. That's well, it. we've got the technology, we've got the room there. Why aren't we yeah, in today's exactly. day and age? Mm. Making the right decisions. So you, you can't introduce the technology and then take it away. Because yeah. it just shows you it's a fail. Well, and and yeah. I don't want that to happen. It's like anything in life, boys. Like yeah. you get in your car now, it's got Bluetooth and a reverse camera. If you get in your car, what's this shit box? It hasn't got Bluetooth and a reverse <laughs> well, people camera. Wouldn't know, like people, the old school people wouldn't know what Bluetooth is now. Remember when you had to like arm over, look around when you were yeah. reverse yeah. What, about, what about the windscreen? Yeah, just, what about yeah, the windscreens? You used to wind it down. <laughs> yeah, totally, mate. I took, Not I that took long a little fella to a little, um, the Four Pines Brewery the other day and they got an old truck in there. He goes, what's this thing? <laughs> 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 oh, how good is that? Yeah, and this car I'm driving, my second, my old car, it's got a cassette deck in it. That's right, a cassette deck. Wow. Are we uh, driving ourselves soon, but the car. Yeah, oh, mate. shit, yeah. Ask Reedy. Mm. Oh, yeah. He got it approved. Did he get you it over the line, did he? He got the Tesla. Oh. So the, for those who missed it, Reedy <laughs> wanted to buy a Tesla. His wife wanted to see a spreadsheet. He presented the spreadsheet. He got the proposal through. <laughs> you should see what I'm trying to get through with my missus at the moment. I'll tell you he's off air. Okay. You can't yeah. tell us on air. Is well, it a I can, car? No, no. I don't want to ruin it. I can, it. but I don't want to, like, 
Talk about it. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Look, we don't get too serious, but we just for a second are going to get serious here because over the weekend the Rugby League world mourned the passing of Kyle Turner, who was a great young fella who played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He was just a lovely kid. He part of that well, – he's not a kid, but when you, anyone younger than you is a kid when you get to my age, but he played in, in that Rabbitohs 2014 premiership winning side. He was a tough young bloke. He hurt his neck in an All-Stars game, which you two would both remember. Yeah. And in the last few years, he headed back to the bush where he was working as a teacher. Uh, and over the weekend, sadly, we uh, we got the news that Kyle Turner had passed. And, and I wanted to get your bloke's thoughts because obviously you would have played against Kyle and you may have even known him. Yeah, I was devastated. I was actually sitting with um, Nico Hines driving when Nico got the news and he passed to me. Devastating situation and how it happened and... You know, instantly you get that feeling in your stomach, like that shock and that that yuck feeling in your stomach, just someone so young, just for it to happen that way. And we've seen it happen a few times now in our game. You know, Paul Green, we yeah. played on the weekend for the Paul Green medal. Devastating, especially with Nico too. He, mm. he, he, he knew him as well. He's a big mental health um, supporter. So it's just so sad to see someone who, you know, was one of our own, one of our contemporaries. We, we played against him. You know, passed away like that over the weekend. So we're all all our thoughts are um, with his family and the community out there, Coonabarabin. It's to mm. be a close knit com- community down there, and he's a teacher in their school. So he's obviously he's got a bit of a, a bit of a footprint. They, they no doubt he's a bit of a local hero too because of what he's been able to achieve through rugby league. You know, hearts and and all our regards and and thoughts go out to the community out there at the moment. Okay, Lifeline's number if you're struggling and you need to talk to anyone, 13, 11, 14. But what do they say? A problem shared is a problem hard. No, I think it's for me, like when you think about it, Wade, like we're 32, 33, when you see someone younger than you pass away, yeah. it's, it becomes a bit – Yeah. and I've met – they call him the big dog. Mm. Uh, he's a great fella. You know, I've had a couple of nights with him on the beers through people I knew at South Sydney and, mate, he's one of the like most likeable blokes in that team along with Jason Clark. And then you're speaking to some of the ex-players now, like they're absolutely rattled, like – you know, it happens in life, but to see it happen to a bloke like this, absolutely right. It'll just condolence to all his family, like Wado said, in the community. I hope they all get around him because he's such a good character and a personality to have around the crew. Yeah, I don't know if you were going to lead Newell, but I, mm. I think, like, really this is, like, the next sort of, I think, challenge and opportunity for the game. And this is the whole game. Um, and it's something we'll, we'll fight for in the CBA is this past players program that we're having. Like, you dedicate so much to the game to try and, chase your dream and to have an opportunity to play first grade. Um, and I feel like it's just a lot of guys at the end are left and they leave the game and it's like they lose that connection straight away. So I feel as a game, as, as players, we can be better. As clubs, we can be better. And, and certainly as the NRL, we can be better at really working out, you know, when players exit the game, however they exit the game, whether it's, you know, after two or three seasons at a club or after 16 seasons at a club, there's an ability for them to still keep that connection, whether it is to the club they represented or it is to the NRO or it is to the RLPA, the other players. There needs to be, a, I think, a, an opportunity in that space to get a better connection and a, and a better ability to keep players within the game and, and, and a part of the game just so they don't have that massive vacuum yeah. that disappears. I think that's a great point because yeah. this is not a shot at the NRL. This no, is no. more like... This is where the clubs, the RLPA and the NRL need to get together. I think I think it needs to be driven by everyone. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. players, the club, everyone needs to drive this, you know, because some players like Big Dog Cole Turner, 
he sort of just got didn't get offered a contract and just went straight back to the country. So he just forced completely straight out of the loop. So like you said, if we have a program or a pathways where they can sort of not slowly weed their way out, but then keep them sort of, you know, with arm's length into the club where they still got some, mm. you know, I know Souths have Souths Cares. They do a lot of work. Just little things where they can keep the boys, whether it's once a, a couple of weeks, once a month, where they still just be around it. Yeah. Because you go from being, you know, in that change room where you got the boys there 24-7, it's like you're in a classroom, to completely just rip the part when you don't get offered a contract. Yeah, it's hard too because you see a lot of guys, you say, oh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity and jobs around for the players when they finish, mm. right? But not really. Not really in the in the scheme of things. With the amount of players that exit the game, yep. a part of the process is at the end of your career, if you are lucky to transition into something, it's nine times out of ten because you've been at the top of the game for such yep. a long time and you've had a time to develop those relationships and you've, you're have you standing in the games, giving you opportunities to do other things. But when it's suddenly like cut short, mm, that's like particularly when you're younger, because when you're young, you, you probably don't have the foresight to look and, you know, you want to say you're playing well but, you know, you come into the game at such a young age, just like 18, 19, you're still a kid. You're still a kid. Like I'm 32. I've got two kids of my own. I feel like in my head sometimes when I'm around the boy, I'm still like a young man myself. Yeah, so you muck around. It's part of the – When it's all of a sudden you're in that cycle just chasing, I want to be better. Footy's my whole life. I want to be better. I want to keep chasing this dream. I want to keep chasing this dream. You're driven in the right now, not worried about what's going to come, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yep. Like that, just it's taken just a, away. It's just a vacuum – is just taken away, and if you don't have other outlets, or you haven't got a plan, you haven't got a plan, then it, you can, you know, it's no wonder you can find yourself in, you know, in a bit of emotional. You know, the ones distress. play managers need to get behind it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because they're a it's, big it's part. All, it's, I know it's, it's all clubs in. and yeah, NRL. I, I reckon play in. managers yeah. really. I think need. it's all in in this because you know we want our game to be the best game to be a part of. Yeah. Not just when you when you're playing it, when, even when you're finished. So you should be proud to be able to. So I'm, back, a, I'm a Cronulla Shark. I'm a manly Seagull player. Yeah, that's where the touch point should be because yeah. players are, you know, they're, they're drawn to their club and 100%. their teammates and how hard they work together. That that bond they have. So I feel like yeah, together, you know, there's an opportunity over the next couple of years to really grow this space. You know, it'll take everyone on board and yeah. then hopefully we can develop something that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take time for sure, right? Mm -hmm. But hopefully in another 10 years we have an opportunity where, you know, if you're an alumni of the game and you've, you've dedicated you something or you achieved something or you've done something for the game, you should always be connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well said. Mate. Well said, fellas. All right. Well, um, on a, a, a lesser note, Luttrell obviously will now, we know he's going to miss that Ra Rabbitohs Roosters game. Oh, surprise, mate. You were surprised yeah. that he got suspended? Yeah, I was surprised he got suspended for that. Oh, I wonder if he's got any other... It might be prize, prize. No, no prize. No prize? No prize, yeah. Oh, so Sugar was, White. So it was just, what was it, dangerous contact? Just grade two. Oh, grade two. It wasn't even that bad. Maybe it was just because the intent... It was like, it was it was like, like a little bit of frustration. Yeah. It didn't even look like... Frizz looked up and was just like, who would like... Yeah. You know what I mean? There was mm. nothing in it. But, you know, we speak about Latrell a fair bit. Jesus, he let South Sydney down again because the last couple of years, the back end of the season, you know, yeah. you as a supporter of Maroon, how are you feeling, mate? Oh, I feel like... Um, I, if I'm being honest, I feel like I was let down as a South supporter in that Penrith grand final. I've mentioned that before yeah. and had my, that was a my head charge, chewed off. It? That was when he got Joey Manu, yeah. Look, he's been injured this year. He come back this weekend, Luttrell. We can't say he played a great game. Um, looks like he's frustrated. We're, we're, it looks like Cody Walker and Luttrell are frustrated. When they're frustrated, they start getting the push and shove. And then you've, yeah, seen, they a, do. you've seen a few of them. There was quite a few push and shoves on the weekend. And you could just see the, the, the Newcastle players were laughing. The average supporter too, fellas, whether right or wrong, they watch yesterday and are frustrated that such an important game 
they never looked like winning house. And then they've only got to cast their mind back 72 hours or four days and there's stuff on social media of Luttrell at um at the at the Luke Coombs concert up on stage. So people just automatically go, well, we can't win a bloody game and he's at the concert. You know, whether that's right or wrong, that's where people go. Well, yeah. well I was just going to say, I think with Luttrell, he's because he's so important to that team and, you know, he's one of the best players in the competition. He's always going to be... You know, he's always going to be held to account when he doesn't play well. They're, they're, the best players are the ones that people always come for when yeah. the team's not winning or the team's not going well. The weekend wasn't a great performance for him. Like, there's so much to play for and they've been in a slide for a while. They were scrappy the week before against the Dragons. They only just got that done. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, they, they have an opportunity now to have a buy and a refresh, freshen up. They'll probably get some more players back after that. It all comes down to that. You know, that last round against the Roosters now, like a local game. We've been talking about it for a while. So yeah. if the Roosters win this week, they'll be on even points. So both those teams will be playing for a spot. I think if Parra can beat Penrith, they'll go to 28 points and have a bye the following week. The Cowboys are enough. another. Cowboys the are Cowboys play Dolphins. Cowboys but then they Dolph- played Penrith last round. Penrith, so. But you don't know what Penrith, if they're going to rest no, their well, players. And you never know what those teams are going to do. Like Parra have beaten Penrith before. Yep. I know no Mitch Moses still, but. Cowboys beat Penrith this year Penrith as well. Penrith beat them, so. It's going to be an interesting final round. This is the argument I had this morning with these other blokes, right? Yep. Like you blokes, I mean, honestly, are you going to say, actually I'm frustrated because I can't believe two current NRL players, you go back, oh, they played them at Easter and they beat them. Well, what what does that mean if they play them in the finals? Why do you say... What has Penrith playing Parramatta six months got to do with well, them playing uh, them this week? Well, have you ever heard of the saying like styles make fights in boxing? Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard all of this yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm that's so, what I mean. Sometimes, finish, sometimes teams, their, their styles and their matchups, their players, they match up different together. Like, And it's just the way it is. Styles make fights. Different styles upset different other teams. And if you've beaten a team in the season, um, like what about the, the season just gone, you're confident because yeah, okay. you've beaten once and you have confidence in what plays. You obviously know what you did well the first time to get the result and you probably know what you did you could have even done better because you've had a look at someone already. Like there's so much in sport and competition, you get nervous, right, because you don't know what's coming and you don't know how the game's going to go. But once you're out there, you're playing, you're fine. But then if you've played someone once, like a little bit of that nervous energy and that's gone because you, you've had a look at them before. Yeah, like already the wood over yeah. them, the, the doubt creeps so there is in, a bit in it. But surely... Finals, the, I would say, I would say it's a different equation. Finals a different enough, equation. Yeah. Mm. Regular season games. If you've had a look at someone, the, um, the other one is is dependent. Are they looking forward? Are they going to rest some players? I, are they looking towards see, the finals? I don't think for me, barring they sit a lot just to take the complete risk of injury. Out, I don't see him resting too much, no, man. Because Nate's had a, like a rest because he was injured. Lua had just come back from suspension, yeah. so he's had a rest. The only one who looks like needs a rest is Edwards. Edwards might get a rest, right? Because yep. he's played every game. Yeah, he's got a little bit busted at the moment. Too. Um, Lanou's come back. Lanou's back. Uh, he, 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 so he the the Oda has been coming off the bench. They've been looking after his minutes. Maybe Fish. Maybe the hooker, Kenny. He, he seems well, he like had a rest against he, us. Yeah, see, yeah. see, he might have another rest because he, he's an important place, and they got Sony Luke there to play. So I can't see him. Tago. Well, they want he hasn't played. Yeah, he hasn't played, so he he'll have to, get to play. Minutes. So yeah. he, he'll be fine. Maybe Stephen Crichton for Tago if. But you know, if I'm a player, I don't want to be get whole, Yeah, no. Nah. Well, oh, was, you want to keep playing. One of my boys actually said, um, they might rest Fisher Harris. Imagine telling him you're not playing. <laughs> well, if they don't rest any, Penrith's got Parramatta, I would think. You don't agree? Yeah, I reckon I have. Without Mitchell Moses, I just think it's too hard. Okay, uh, let's now do this. Woodsies, front row forum. 
well, Front it's, Row Forum. It's been a long, long uh, podcast today, Woodsy. Have you got a Front Row Forum for us? Yeah, I do, mate. I was... Um, so I was commentating the game on Saturday. It was the Tigers versus Dolphins. How did you go without me, Woodsy? I missed you. I had that, that poor, simple Ben Dobbin. Oh, oh he's a great no, It was that no. hard, mate. He had this big tablecloth on as a shirt. I don't, know, uh, I, I don't uh, know if I could work with him now, knowing that he's in New South Wales, man. Oh, it goes to Queensland. Yeah. Like, but he's going to be on the He goes, he goes, oh, Woodsy, mate, this is not the front row forum, but he goes, mate, we were good today. I reckon I could take Maroon spot every yeah, Saturday. Uh, no Did he really? Way. Yeah, I said, mate, no one compares to Maroon. I no could lease it out to him. I could <laughs> lease it out to him. Nah, please don't. I'll put up with him again. The end of the game comes around. Tigers a great win. Coruscant kicks the you know the, the penalty from the game. side. Oh mate, it was actually for two teams that couldn't fight for the eight. It was a good mm. standard of footy. Like they, they moved it around, couple errors, but it was a good game to watch. And we're just sitting in the box. We started to do the talk. You know, give the three, two, one. Two was best player. And then as we look out on the field, a barbecue gets rolled out. Yeah, and we're like, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> like we didn't know what was happening. And then all the players uh, like converge around, you know, around the the barbecue uh, from the Tigers. So obviously the Dolphins have gone inside, and then Benji's we've got the microphone. He starts talking, couldn't hear what exactly what he was saying. And the next thing you know, shaking Brooksy's hand, and he's, Brooksy's getting a photo behind the barbecue. So he's been given a, a barbecue for eleven years of service. And yeah. Mate, we've been around for quite a while, boy. That's probably one of the the, the different the different, different presents I'm, I've seen. I'm just trying to think, like, without knowing like Brooksy that well, you know him better than I do. Does does he like the cook? Is he? A, mate, is I didn't he know. He, I, I didn't know he knew, knew how to use her. What sort of barbecue was it? Was it a I Weber? I think it was a Weber. Yeah, yeah. but it had no gas bottle. So he he has, have, I made this point before, though. Would, uh, would he, he might have the ta- like my? I've got a Weber. It's plugged into the house gas. He might have the house gas. Yeah, well, well. What do you I want him to like, carry the bloody... I feel like they Can I say are, one thing? So when I went and seen him, I said, mate, not a bad present. How are you going to get that home? He goes, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that. He goes, I don't have a ute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they might know. They might know. He might like a barbecue. They might have asked him before. And like, or maybe the... I hope they did. The club, the club might know him better than most and thought that might be a good gift. You know, because like for my 250th, Fitzy obviously... Knows me very yep. well. Him and all the staff, they all chipped in. They bought me a bottle of Grange. Oh, oh, nice. eyes, so. yeah. Well, you know, I think, does that come off the salary cap, the barbecue? Or the Grange? No, the, no, Grange, the Grange is from their own pocket. Yeah, their own pocket. This is a gift from the club. No wonder why they went with the barbecue. Yeah. Well, it's probably free. If it's Weber, it's that's a sponsor. The sponsor. I've got a Weber. I've got home. a Weber yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've uncovered no, something. We didn't, here. Get, no. we didn't get a gift. We had to no, do a I've got it. I got it from the NRL. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had to do a promo from it. Yeah, you like cooking. I'll send. I'll send my picture in the chicka. I have like put on socials. I have like three barbecues at home. The smoker. He's got the grouse set up. I've got like a big one in my um my built into the back deck now. Oh, I love cooking, mate. Like I cooked a roast chicken today for lunch for me and the missus before I left. So see, I got mine, so my missus can cook a mad steak on it for me. Yeah. I can't cook <laughs> steaks. Like you don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it. So His it, missus is a legend, but cheers. But I changed nappies, unlike Mitch Moses. Yeah, I heard about that. Come well, on, he's mate. kidding himself. Mate, muscle up, mate. Just change a nappy. It's not that bad. Following Jesus. in the vein, though, let's say okay. So Brooksy likes cooking on the barbie, so they got him a barbie. All right. So you two, I know what I'd want. What would you want? A little coffee machine. Yeah, nice. I love me coffee. Yeah. Wait a minute. Of mm. uh, me, yep. now that I'm retiring, new set of golf sticks. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay. And you'll be down at Cronulla. Every day. With all the beautiful people Every playing day. golf. 100%. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, that's where we're going to leave us. A wonderful effort from you two today. And it's gone longer than the Bathurst 1000, but who cares? <laughs> we all love each other. See you next week on Footy Talk.